This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 199th episode of Talk Direction. Look at us. (laughs) We're almost at 200, which is very exciting. And this morning, Caitlin finally got tickets to a Harry show. I am so happy. I was so excited when I got them. It was that thing Uh where, like, for every single other one, like, you kept trying to get the tickets and then it would disappear and say someone else took them, which is the most annoying Mm -hmm. thing. Like, if you're showing me that there's tickets, there better be there and some other fan keeps getting a hold of them. And it happened Mm -hmm. again today and I tried, like, so many different times and finally I actually got the tickets in the pit for one of the Madison Square Garden shows. So Amazing. I was super, super happy. I'm just in a better mood today than I think I've been on the past couple recordings. So Yeah. Well, it's been such a bummer because you, like, haven't been able to get a ticket, which just yeah. is so insane. Yeah. So I'm just, like, my mood's up. Although, like, I've been reflecting on the shows I went to uh, last year and mm-hmm. – or not when, – when was it? I guess it was last year, but almost two yeah. years ago. But um, yeah. most tickets I got, I didn't get from any – pre-sales you know like I maybe got one for one show but I went to like seven different shows last year right and And did you get a lot of those resale yeah I got them resale like on StubHub like before the concerts so right I just like have to keep that in mind but it's always nice to actually Mm -hmm. have something there that you can like look forward to and it's like guaranteed Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah but yeah so I was just really happy about that yeah, such good news. Mm-hmm. Um, today we have a couple of kind of news-ish things to talk about, and then we're going to discuss um, the songs on Harry's upcoming album, Fine Line, because the track list was revealed to us. We have all the names of the songs and the lengths of the songs. Um, we've talked about them we talked about the title. Did we talk about the titles last time? No, we didn't really. No. I mean, we okay. slightly couldn't hold ourselves back, but for the oh, most right. part, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that was on TVVL because we had that day where we just did TVVL, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, last episode, we talked about the asterisks mm-hmm. track list. Or I guess that was two episodes ago. I don't know. Don't listen to me. I, don't know. <laughs> I haven't been able to keep track lately. Um, track so much list lately. Track. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we um, have more information about the song. So what we're going to do today is go through them all and basically give our theories, our predictions, our hopes and dreams for what each song is going to sound like and be about. Um, So that's kind of going to be the main topic of discussion today. If you haven't already, make sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash talk direction, 
where we do talk direction down low, which I just mentioned a minute ago, TDDL. It is a 30 minute bonus episode that we do at the end of every main episode. And last week we did our fanfic book club episode. And this week we're also doing fanfic book club because we missed one in October. Um, and we read a really long fic and it's a really, really great classic so if you feel like discussing that with us, um, definitely head on over to patreon.com slash talkdirection and join. So the first thing we're going to talk about is um, Louis' song, Don't Let It Break Your Heart, came out last weekend. So this song, um, we originally heard it back in September. Um, Louis did a music festival in Madrid where he played seven songs, I think. There was like five new songs that we had never heard before, and this was one of them. So we've actually already talked about this song um, back in September. We went over the lyrics and kind of our overall feelings about it, so we're not going to get too into detail today. Um, But this is basically the fourth um, single released from Louis' upcoming album, Walls, which is coming out January 31st. Um, and he did a performance of this song on The X Factor over the weekend and also released a lyric video to go along with the song. Uh, the writing credits on the song are Louis Tomlinson, Cole Sitchenbaum, Rabble, Stuart Crichton, and James Newman, and it was produced by Steve Mack and Stuart Crichton. Um, Did you have any first impressions, Caitlin, of the studio version of this after having heard the live one before? So I definitely listened to the live one after it came out. Like, I downloaded it MP3, but I hadn't listened in a while. Like, for most of October, I don't think I... Or at least November and probably half of October, I didn't really listen to those ones he'd done at the festival. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was nice to get the studio version. I wish we'd gotten it back when all of this was happening. So then you just like, you've got the good quality in amongst all the, Mm -hmm. you know, upbeat excitement. Um, But I'm like really happy to have the actual studio version. I don't think it's too different from the version he did live. So it wasn't like Mm -hmm. shocking or anything to me. Um, But it's nice that we have like more clarity on the lyrics. um, Mm -hmm. Because I know when we first heard it, we were wondering if the like lyrics where you can't do it by yourself or you can do it by yourself um so now we know it's you can do it by yourself um so like that's always satisfying wait don't we know that it's now you can't oh no (laughs) 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 yeah it's it's you can't do it by yourself okay well I saw some person online post you can so maybe it's still up in the air (laughs) Don't know. Well, the lyric video says can't. Oh, okay. I feel like that's probably correct. <laughs> I saw some update account put can, so whoever's really? running that one was incorrect. And I was like, oh, that's the lesser version. I wish it was you can't do it by yourself. So, oh, that's so funny. I'm glad it's you can't. Um, yeah. So, yeah, well, now we have clarity. Um, yes. And that's good. I really like the studio version of this song, and I feel like one of the dangers uh, that we've talked about of artists performing their songs live before the studio version is out is that we're going to like listen to those versions and like fall in love with them, and then when the actual studio version comes out, we're going to be disappointed. 
Um, and I feel like that didn't happen with this song. I think they kept really true to the live sound of the song. Like there aren't huge differences that I notice. Um, especially like even the, the guitar in the beginning, there's that like really nice electric guitar. Um, and I feel like that sounds like it could be like a live recording, just like the audio mm-hmm. quality of it. And I really liked that. Um, I think the harmonies are like really noticeable in the chorus. And I like that as well, because I was worried that we might lose that in studio recordings. Um, and I think this is going to be so fun to sing live at one of his concerts. Yes, um, that was the part right? that I was going to say. That was that was the part I was gonna say something to, um, and I know this doesn't make sense to the listeners, but I don't really care. We recorded this bit already, but my audio cut out, and Lucia thought I just like wasn't responding to anything she said. Um, I was just rambling. I was gonna. On. Say, yeah, I was gonna say that I really think like I can already hear the chorus being sung by the audience and like sort of you know that moment where the music cuts out and the artist doesn't sing and they just let the audience go by themselves I feel like this is a perfect chorus for that because it's got such a like a we're together feel like the the words Mm -hmm. are like really like we're gonna like empower each other and like help each other grow and heal so I feel like Mm -hmm. that would be like a really good song to just do that type of thing on yeah definitely I super agree I'm really excited to hear the song live and be able to just like sing along with the whole audience. I think it's going to be, it's going to feel really good to sing the song. um, I mean, that's like why people go to concerts. I mean, it's to see the artist, Mm -hmm. but it's also like to be in a room with tons of people who you're like singing with and feeling emotions with and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, I also, my favorite part of the song is when Louis sings, let you go. Um, His voice it does like the the like louis crackly voice thing um particularly Mm. the word go it's so so good yes um that's probably my favorite like musical bit of the song Mm -hmm. um i like the guitar that you mentioned at the beginning like i can just hear it so well yeah yeah and a lot of the lyrics in this song are just really nice we talked about them again back in december but um like the part where he says, I know you left a part of you in New York under your bed in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a really nice song. It's it's nice to sing and it um, has that like hopeful, um, like encouraging quality that a lot of Louis' songs have. Yeah. Um, he released a lyric video along with the song. And the lyric video is like, this cartoon story storyboard. Um, so it's the same storyline um, from We Made It and Kill My Mind. So in this one, it's a little bit hard to follow because it's like the cartoon version. But mm-hmm. it starts, it looks like it's Louis. I can't exactly tell. Um, but it's like a group of friends. They're, they're playing soccer. Then they're like at a bar. And then um, they trap this security van and like steal a bunch of money out of it. Um, and then later they like open the trunk of their car, but like all the money has gone. And there's like this boss man who's very angry. Um, and then they're at the kill my mind club, like the, the red club mm-hmm. from the kill my mind music video and lyric video. Um, and then there's like that motorcycle shot, which is also from kill my mind. So, um, and then we had like the mask, the scene at the end of, we made it where the guy has like the mask or he's putting a mask on or taking one off. I can't exactly remember, but um, this is obviously going to be um, the third 
installment of that whole storyline. Um, so what order does this all go in? Could you tell from that? Because I didn't watch this lyric video yet. <clears throat> Is this like oh, the yeah, first I part and then the... I couldn't exactly tell because this lyric video had like obviously new a new story, but then it ended um, with what looked like "Kill My Mind." Right. So, so let's I go think backwards. What, mm-hmm, I think it's going to go backwards, and I think what's going to happen is that when we get the actual music video for "Don't Let It Break Your Heart," we're going to get the whole story, like the complete mm. um, story. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, because I remember the the lyric, the other lyric videos as well were like a little bit confusing and then mm-hmm. the actual music videos made more sense. Um, so I don't actually know when this music video is coming out. It's possible that it was announced. Do you know, Caitlin? I don't know, but I assume soon given they've already filmed it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I am actually off social media right now. I deleted all of social media off my phone I think like five days ago just because I had so much to get done and I was being so so distracted um I think I talked about that on our last recording but I still don't have them back yet because I I'm not allowing myself to have them back till I finish my you're so list. strong <laughs> no I'm not that's why I have to physically not have them there because I'm not <laughs> I don't know how you've been off for five days I think I would just I know well I so that's know. there's probably like there's probably a lot of stuff that has happened that I don't know about so maybe the lyric I mean the music video has been announced and I just don't know I did send you the most important thing which was the Aroda conspiracy so you're welcome for that don't worry guys Uh, we're getting there (laughs) yes we are going to talk about Aroda um yeah Caitlin sent me all of that um last night I was at a bar getting food um and I was reading it all and it was um very exciting so (laughs) I'm glad you sent that to me (laughs) you're welcome um yeah so I'm glad we have the studio version of this now I'm excited to add it to like my rotation um and I'm excited to get the rest of the songs from that like set list he did in Madrid I think my favorite is Habit that's the one that I like really yeah yeah I I love love it I love the lyrics on it I thought Mm -hmm. it's the sound was so cool yeah, um, it's really fun to sing. I feel like that's like a good like sing with a group of people song. Mm. Um, yeah. So moving on, we um, we got Harry's um, performances of Lights Up and Watermelon Sugar on the show called Later Dot 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 with Jules Holland, and um, there was an interview portion as well, but I don't think that's out yet the full version i've just seen clips i think it came out like on bbc but i haven't seen a whole video yeah we haven't been able to either way nothing that jarring happened from it because we would have seen it Mm -hmm. what did you think of these two performances um i thought they were good i did not like um the audio quality it reminded me of james corden's audio quality where mm. the person's voice sounds very far away mm-hmm. um, like on the <clears throat> snl i loved it because his voice is so close to your ear these ones That's it true. was farther in the background which i don't like so i think the mixing is stupid um yeah. but it was nice to see a live version of lights up that was more upbeat um, mm-hmm. i loved the version on snl but now we have another version so yeah. that's cool which one do you think he'll do on tour 
probably the upbeat one because I feel like yeah that song is going to be such a jam but often yeah. like on SNL they like it's their chance to like kind of do something different so right that was the special version yeah yeah what did you think I like these um it was fun to see the the regular version of Lights Up live because we hadn't gotten that yet um and Watermelon Sugar is just like my favorite song at the moment it's um, such a jam it's such a jam obviously we haven't heard the album yet um it's possible that it could be the, my favorite song in the album um but I also don't want to say that because I want the other songs to be so good that they're even better than this song yeah you know <laughs> yeah um okay so next we got a almost hour-long interview ah! with Harry um Harry being interviewed by Zane Lowe um, I love Zane Lowe's interviews. He interviewed um, Zane, One Direction Zane, um, a couple years ago, and it was like my favorite Zane interview, I think. Mm-hmm. He is a really good interviewer. He's like a musician himself and like yeah. really has a, a good solid grasp on um, kind of that lifestyle. And, mm-hmm. and he's, he's so like respectful. Really personable, so respectful. Um, he has a really good combination of like professionalism and also like really like being being really there with with people and having mm-hmm. like a good back and forth I feel yeah like. I agree um are, I thought this was gonna in- be like a 10 minute interview and then I loaded up it's like uh-huh. 50 minutes and I was just like <laughs> oh my god this was longer yeah. than I expected I feel like with this one interview we got more information about Harry and his music than we ever have I like, totally with agree the, with his entire career combined yeah Right? So much. Yeah, he talked yeah. so personally. He really mm-hmm. opened up about things without it being like, you don't have to like pry into your life, but you can still, there's ways mm-hmm. to talk about your feelings and your art without like mm-hmm. making it feel like you're like exposing yourself. I feel like he was right. just really honest and talked about like mm-hmm. human things and I yeah. really appreciated it. And I feel like yeah, we even heard bits about his songs, which don't necessarily connect in the way they will once we hear those songs but that was Mm -hmm. exciting Mm -hmm. Um, although at the same time I was like ah spoilers I don't know if I want (laughs) to listen but like I have to watch this because it's amazing um but yeah I I'll be excited to listen back to those parts once we get the whole album Um, but it was Mm -hmm. clear that Zane had listened to the whole album already so yeah yeah Yeah, definitely that was cool Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like because of the kind of interviewer Zane is, it allowed Harry to like open up in that mm-hmm. way because he was able to like ask um, questions that like wanted honest, genuine answers, but not that weren't prying. Yes. Um, and also Harry is just masterful. I think everything Harry says is deliberate. I think mm-hmm. oftentimes he sounds like he might be like mumbly and rambly and like, talking you know saying weird stuff but I do think he's everything he says is is very deliberate Mm -hmm. um and he's just so good at it at talking like and um there was one part in the interview where Zane asked him who his friends were and he like goes with this answer like and he's very like you know 
complex answer about like friendship and vulnerability and blah 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 and then they move on and he never actually answered the question yes I totally but it seems like he did yeah (laughs) but he like he he answered it way more than I like he answered it in a better way than I would have if he just named who his friends were it's like he talked about such deep emotional things at that question I was like wow yeah it's special yeah Yeah. he came across as such like a very deeply methodical person Mm -hmm. um which I loved seeing and deeply mm-hmm. caring human. Yeah. Who really like the setting about other people. Which I guess is his. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I guess the, the setting was his house, his, his yard. Harry said it wasn't his house though. Whose house was it? I think it must've been a random house. Cause at one point oh. he said, well, this isn't my house. So. Oh, I thought he said, this is my house. Oh, no, I thought he said he didn't. It wasn't his house because Zane said, like, and, like, with this view, and Harry's like, well, it wasn't, it it isn't my house. Oh. (laughs) But I'm sure his view probably looks exactly the same. Yeah. It definitely (laughs) made me miss California watching Mm. that. Um, Yeah, one of the standout things for me that I remember him saying is he had this analogy about surfing. um, Yes. About writing songs. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said um, he said writing songs is like surfing in that you can like practice all you want on land, like getting up on the surfboard and standing on it and stuff. Um, but then you like need the wave to come, and sometimes like you'll you practice all you want and you go out, but the wave doesn't come. And then <clears throat> alternatively, you could go out and the wave comes, but you haven't practiced enough, and so you can't like get up on the on the board with the wave. And I feel like that was so perfect yeah. for writing songs that like you have to pra- have like the practice and the skill so that when the like creativity comes, you can actually put it into like song, like music form. Yeah. Um, because if you like, I feel like that's happened to me, like where I'll, I'll have like inspiration or motivation, but like don't have the practice. So I can't mm-hmm. actually put it in, <laughs> in the song form. And then sometimes like you are more practiced and skilled, but then you don't have like that wave of creativity so yeah. he talked about how he like always wants to like be practiced enough that when the wave comes he can ride it yeah I feel I like that was, that was so good it was such a good insight into like all the songs Harry's written even back mm-hmm. in One Direction when he would write with you know the people who he was touring with who were opening for him but like those songs yeah. never saw the light of day it was like right. him like <clears throat> knowingly purposely practicing so that when he got to the point where he was like ready for it he would he would have all that practice right yeah yeah there's a lot more obviously there was a lot in this interview it was almost an hour long um we're not going to do like a deep dive on it today um but maybe we'll revisit it later but Mm -hmm. definitely go watch it if you haven't already it's really really great um interview to watch do you have anything else about it before we get into the songs no but i'm excited to look at more things closely at another time because i think there's a lot to to discuss and just appreciate yeah i think it'll be really interesting once the album comes out to go back watch this interview like read the rolling stones interview um and like make all the connections (laughs) once we have everything so so much um And then next, actually, before we get to the songs, we need to talk about Eroda. Oh. 
<laughs> let me let me get the thread up on my phone. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. Do you want to take this part over? Sure. Okay. So there I was just <laughs> scrolling through Twitter as one does. And I saw this whole Aroda thread going on. And it was just from some random person. And it was this whole thread about like Twitter putting fake ads out and how this guy had like followed a fake Twitter ad um, and it had taken him to this website and it was really weird, but there was no place called Aroda. He couldn't get anywhere with it. And it was this whole conspiracy about like, you know, Twitter and their weird ads and stuff. Um, well, and also I think people thought it was, people did think it was an, um, an ARG, which is an alternate reality game. And it's oh, like yeah. an interactive narrative that like uses the real world um, and like storytelling to like, so I think people were thinking, oh, it's maybe something like that, mm-hmm. maybe but as like an advertisement for something else. Yeah. So there was a lot of like, there was a lot of weird conspiracy around it. Um, mm-hmm. But the next time I was scrolling through, I started seeing things <laughs> about, well, this was actually on Instagram. I started seeing things about how Aroda, this whole conspiracy that had like 40,000, like whatever, that was unrelated to Harry, now suddenly was like related to Harry and this was something his team had cooked up all this stuff so what (laughs) what it is it's like it's this like um traveling sales website it takes you to Uh, what is that called traveling it's like a tourism tourism website for this place called Aroda and it talks about like this fishing village and the people there and like different destinations you can go to but it's like all slightly weird and mm-hmm. it, like it seems very odd um so but there's so many different clues throughout it that really relate back to harry um and his album and we're just gonna go through some of them i don't know i'm fully on board with this conspiracy ship like mm-hmm. i really feel like it's related to harry's album and if it's not, it's mm-hmm. really hilarious because the the Harry fandom has, like, taken over, you know, the Aroda <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like, with all their Harry comments, everything. Like, we, uh-huh. we lo- will look like such clowns if it's, like, totally unrelated. <laughs> it's just there's too many coincidences for it not to be unrelated. I feel like yeah. that would be so insane if it wasn't. Yeah, I agree. It's just, um, it's hilarious. So. Yeah. Let me just go through some of the coincidences that have uh, come to light. First of all, Aroda is Adore backwards. And one of Harry's songs is called Adore You. So that's like red flag number one. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if you reverse image search, a whole bunch of the photos that are used on um, the website, it like comes up with like, similar fishing village stuff that Harry that was seen like in Harry's those behind the scenes um shots we got of the music video Harry filmed while he was also filming Lights Up so this was back in yeah this was back in August where he was like walking on the edge of a you know a wall with a a fishing net and he was dragging Mm -hmm. it and there was that girl with the really weird hairstyles and they were like they were they were in a boat at one point and so Aroda is this like fishing side seaside town um um then there's this stuff uh in like when you read the website this is some of the stuff it says 
the Fisherman's Pub, located on the corner of Cherry Street and Golden Way. The Fisherman's <laughs> Pub serves up classic fare in a casual setting. Be sure to try their fish and chips and order a pint of your favorite local brew. The only rule of the bar, don't mention a pig in the pub. Um, so Cherry is one of Harry's songs and Golden is also one of Harry's songs. So mm -hmm. Cherry Street and Golden Way, that's like big coincidence. Mm-hmm. Also, the the pig, um, he was holding a pig in, like, that Gucci ad campaign. Yes. And he was wearing a lavender suit, and they mentioned a lavender suit. I think it's in one of the um, the comments. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, he, there's also, like, But it's a dark one. A dark lavender? No, the comment, it says, my son laughing, playing on the beach before the incident, before the man in the lavender suit allowed our car to enter the car wash with the sunroof open. <laughs> so, so, someone, there was like, there's been like comments and also like DMs that people are posting Aww. and stuff. Um, some of the other stuff that's on the website are the waters are so plentiful even the most novice of fishermen is nearly guaranteed to catch something. For extra good luck, make sure you wear one gold earring, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like, what the hell does that mean, dot, dot, dot? One gold earring, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the earring Harry wore at the Met Gala? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the other really weird one? Um, well, the hairstyles. Yes. Where is that one? It's like the first on this thread here. I can find it. Um, it says, the primary occupation in Eroda is fishing. However, the island's art scene has recently started to develop. In particular, Erodian hairstyles have become a rather bold expression of self amongst the island's youth. Ooh. And there was the shot of that girl with really weird hair. Mm-hmm. Like, mm -hmm. that's too much of a coincidence. Mm -hmm. then, then there's this thing talking about hiking and it says the sh uh we recommend starting at the north end of this trail and making your way to the south the shortest trail takes no more than 45 minutes end to end while the longer trail will take around three hours to complete and harry's album is around 45 minutes long mm -hmm. um also there's like a lot of comments that line up with dates like this person commented and said looking forward to hearing the sound of the sea when i visit again on december 13th <gasps> that's too much that's too much of a coincidence yeah. and then um harry's one of harry's new band members um what is her name the woman who does the, the keyboards is it charlotte mm -hmm, i think so um someone put a video of her talking and said it sounds very similar to the woman talking in the erota video mm. like it to it could be her voice yeah um there's this person named Kiernan who they refer to a lot, who, like, I think teaches art classes on the island or something. <laughs> and this person commented and said, please tell Kiernan to stop calling at 327 in the morning to let me know she dropped off the painting I forgot. I have too many copies of the same painting, and I'm running out of places to store them. Um, and Adore You is three minutes and 27 seconds long. <laughs> There's also something called the Yuna Inn. It's a very popular place to stay for the island guests. And mm -hmm. Yuna in Japanese means kindness. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, I feel as though 
this is pretty clearly related to Harry. Plus, like I mm-hmm. saw before I even saw the connections to Harry um, when it was just in the general conspiracy thread about how the someone who like knows computers looked at how the website was set up and it doesn't look like it would be like some sort of school project because of the system that they used. It had to be mm-hmm. um, like some big company. And then additionally, some of the Facebook ads were saying like, we showed you this ad because you're someone who's gone to like hstyles.co.uk or something. So like there's a link between the two and like, Mm -hmm. apparently you have to set that up like Mm -hmm. in, in order for um, like, there has to be some sort of setup, like, you know, an ad will show you this thing because of where you want, like where, what types of things you're into. Right. Um, yeah. So, and there's um a lot of stuff about is it not leaving on an odd numbered day? Yeah. Or yeah. like don't Something we don't about, leave the island on an yeah, odd number day? Or days. Like, and people keep talking about like never being able to leave and like getting mm-hmm. stuck there, kind of. Yeah. Um. The because this person says the um. Do you know who you are? Website kept telling us that we will be busy on December twelfth. That's an even number. And people of Aroda said only do things on even number days. Um, what do we think that means well some people were saying that they thought maybe it would be um like adore you the song mm-hmm. which that's kind of what i think the, this is like a whole promo promo for mm-hmm. the music video and yeah. the song adore you coming out yeah and then i also saw some people talking about like that um remember how we had the director's cut Mm-hmm. Of um, lights up that we never got. Yeah. Um, so I saw some people saying it could be related to that, and maybe it's like more of like a general album, like thing, mm-hmm. and not specific to a song. Right. Um. But yeah, like maybe I don't know, do you... maybe Aroda just was picked because they're trying to incorporate a lot of the titles. Maybe. Yeah, and maybe it's just like a general album thing. Um. Mm-hmm. There's also, um, like, in the video they did, the woman says, like, do you remember how you felt, like, last time you were there? Mm-hmm. Which is just, like, really interesting. It's, like, it's like there's definitely, like, a creepy kind yes. of cultish element to it. It's super creepy. Yeah, but it kind of fits, like, I mean, first of all, we talked about, like, when Harry did that Gucci campaign, I think it was the last mm-hmm. one, that had, like, definite cult vibes to it. Yeah. And then we talked about that book, Watermelon Sugar, which is actually about a cult. Um, it's, I think it's like futuristic, like cult book. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this could totally make sense, like maybe for the song Adore You or like maybe for the album as mm-hmm. a whole. Um, it's just like very exciting. Like when I was reading this, yeah. I was just freaking out. I love mystery. Like this stuff is like so right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. I know this was so much fun. I really hope it is Harry because this type of thing is like so random and exciting. Mm-hmm. And like I would say it would be Adore You too because also if you look at where Adore You is in the track list, it's right near Watermelon Sugar and Lights Up, which are both upbeat. Yep. And singles often are. Mm-hmm. So I would feel like if it was going to be a single, it fits well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like. It makes sense. I'm still confused about the December 12th thing. I'm still like Me fingers too. crossed that it's like a tour documentary. 
Yeah. Because (laughs) clearly they have the footage given like the ads for the next tour coming are all footage from Harry's tour. I know. I know. Um, so my fingers are still crossed on that, but I don't really know. I don't know why you would put it out the day before your album comes out, but yeah, maybe, (laughs) or maybe it's like a making of the album coming out the day before or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like making of his second album, right? It's really fun to read through the the comp like the <clears throat> the social media of like this Eroda account. It's I think it's Visit Eroda, um, mm-hmm. but it's really fun to read through. Um, I feel like now, obviously, there's a lot of people commenting and stuff because it's like been going around. But before, there's these comments that you feel like they have to be have been written like on purpose, like they're not just like mm-hmm. fans, like trying to add stuff because they all have the same sound to them like it like they all have the same voice um the way the comments are written um don't you feel that way like the original comments like on the twitter and like i didn't i haven't really looked through a lot of the original comments so i don't oh really yeah Yeah. but that's some of them are like um i feel like i want to find one although i'm not i don't actually have the um the Twitter app so I'm on um I'm on like Safari on my phone <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> um but let me just see if I can find it really quick <clears throat> um maybe it's gonna be too too hard to find what I was trying to find but I, I feel like some of the stuff I did see definitely had a weird tone to it. And, like, it had that mysterious mm-hmm. sort of tone that the website generally has. Like, the website literally has dot, dot, dots after a number of their, like, sentences about things. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Like, here's one. Um, I can highly recommend Kiernan's class. We worked with a monochromatic palette of red watercolors. I think it was watercolor. Might have been gouache. Either way, the flowers I painted turned out great. I really love that the paint deepened and browned a bit as it dried. Like, just, like, that's so random. Like, that doesn't sound like it would be someone, like, just trying to add to it for fun. Like, it seems like it must be someone involved. Yeah, it definitely does. It's interesting. My favorite bit Mm -hmm. of this whole thing is, like, the memes that have come out of it. (laughs) Like, fans talking about Arota and, like, we're all going. (laughs) My favorite one is there's this this video of this guy who's, like, in the ocean, like, lying down like a fish. And he's, like, coming up on the sand and, like, doing this weird dance. And someone, like, tweeted that. And it's, like, me landing and arriving in Arota. I I like the one that was like a, a set of dominoes that get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the first one is like me Googling like One Direction videos in 2012 back back in the day. And the dominoes all hit. And the biggest one is like joining Harry style cult on a Rota Island. And it was like all these yeah. things like domino effect led to this. Uh, it was uh-huh. just so funny. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm just i really enjoy this like conspiracy thing and i really hope it's real and connected because it just means like mm-hmm. harry's really having a fun time with all this mm-hmm. so I yeah it'll be really fun whatever it is it's fun like even if it's not yeah. related to harry which would be crazy i mean <laughs> if I feel it's like... unrelated <laughs> we just look like a bunch of psychopaths <laughs> But, like, the the Harry Styles fandom 
if we've come from One Direction fandom, is, like, primed for this kind of thing. So. <laughs> yes, seriously. I thought there would be an Arota ad on the AMAs yesterday as I was watching. I was like, if he doesn't add. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> I wonder, like, do you like think we'll find out thinking. more soon? I think if it's related to Harry, we will. Because yeah. I think if it is, it's going to be like a single. That's my suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not I related so to Harry, too. I don't know. And I know. feel like he wouldn't. He wouldn't wait that long. Like, he wouldn't do this It, it wouldn't make sense advance. to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I am laughing, though, if it isn't related to Harry and it's something totally different. And, like, the people who created yeah. it, like, watching all of our <laughs> the connections and being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. There's just too just many, so though. Funny. The fact that it's a door and then they say golden and cherry. Yeah. And they reference one earring and right. there was that whole connection on Facebook with the two websites. Yeah. Like, I thought it like could, I thought originally like, well, maybe it's a fan having a little fun. Right. I think it started, I want to say before, like we right. got the track list or like there That's were things true. that happened too soon. Yeah. Like it was started in October, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyways, we'll see. Good stuff. So now we're going to talk about the track list, all of the song titles that we got, and what our thoughts are about the potential meanings and sounds of each song. So first, I want to just go over them as an overview, um, especially because we got... um, a version of the track list where Harry has split them up into four sides, like as you would a cassette or like a vinyl. Um, so there's side A, which is Golden, Watermelon Sugar, Adore You, and Lights Up. There's side B, which has Cherry, Falling, To Be So Lonely, and She. Side C, which is Sunflower Volume 6, Canyon Moon, and Treat People With Kindness. And then side D, which has just one track, and that is Fine Line. Um, I didn't go, I didn't add the times to those, but we'll do that when we go through them individually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start with Golden. Wait, before is, we start. Oh, yes. Um, I just wanted to look at those four categories because I know we've gotten a lot of hints through the mm-hmm. Zane Lowe interview. Um, but based on Watermelon Sugar and Lights Up and just the track titles, mm-hmm. I came up with four sort of categories for each of these. And I feel like oh, the good. Zane Lowe Me interview. Too. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, I feel like the Zane Lowe interview confirmed what I was thinking just based on the titles. Mm. Um, so I was pretty proud of myself about that, to be <laughs> honest. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the, the so I said A was like jams because uh-huh. we have lights up and watermelon sugar and potentially adore you yeah. as singles. Uh-huh. Um, and golden sounds like a pretty happy song. Uh huh. Um, then I said sa- side B was sad songs because uh-huh. we have things like to be so lonely <laughs> and falling, and now yes. we know a bit more about things like cherry. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I said side C was the hippie jams, <laughs> just based uh-huh. on the titles, like <laughs> treat people with kindness, yes. sunflower, canyon moon. Seems mm-hmm. like like some hippie chill jams. And then side D, fine line was the one like he couldn't really put anywhere and needed to be like the statement at the end. So it was like the statement uh-huh. title track. Yeah. Um. So those were my categories. That's pretty much exactly what I have. Solid. <laughs> I said side A was the fun side. Mm-hmm. Um, I said side B, sadness. Yeah. Um, sad C, I said um, chill, like hippie-ish mm-hmm. um, songs. And then I said side D is like land of its own, like fine line needs to stand on its own yeah um, i wonder if that's like the ballad of this, like the big old ballad at the end yeah i'm one i'm curious um we'll get to yeah we'll get to yeah. it yeah i know um, i'm skipping ahead sorry i know <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like we're on the same page that we kind of think side a is going to be kind of the fun like jam side yeah. like part of the of the record so Track two is Watermelon Sugar. We already got that. Very funk-heavy, super dancey, um, kind of sexy, fun song. Not really sad. Um, Lights Up is track four. Um, also, like, really fun song. Definitely has, like, an element of sadness to it. Um, but it's a song you can kind of dance to and feel happy to listening. Mm-hmm. Feel, like, feel happy listening to as well. Um, it also has that, like, jazziness to it as well. Um, so track one is golden and that is going to be three minutes and 29 seconds long. And this is the one that we've actually heard a tiny snippet of. So in the trailer for Harry's tour, love on tour, um, they play this song. Wait, how did you know it was this one? Someone shazammed it and it said Harry Styles track one. Oh, right. I forgot. And mm-hmm. now we have the title. So, okay. I know there's so much happening. Ah. It's very hard to keep track. <laughs> So, yeah, if you've all seen the Love on Tour trailer, that song um, that's like, is this Oh, it's side A is the jams for (laughs) sure. It's the jam side. Yeah. So um, in the Zane Lowe interview, um, we got a little bit about this song, actually kind of a lot about this song. Um, He said that this was a song that they – they meaning Harry and like his friends who were writing this album with him and um, working on the album with him um, all sang it together. So he said like someone, there was just like one, one person playing guitar and they all kind of were singing this song together. He kind of talked about how he couldn't have done that on a song like sign of the times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he said that this is a PCH driving song. Um, PCH is the Pacific coast highway um, in California he said he would like drive along um, that highway and like listen to this song. Um, what else did he say about this song? Um, I'm pulling from one of our listeners, Maggie or Magalyn38 on Twitter, who I just adore. Um, mm-hmm. She took notes on everything from the Zane Lowe interview for about the songs, and I'm using all her notes. So shout out to you because this would have been really hard to do. So I'm glad it was already done. And I asked her, I was like, um, well, I didn't ask her. I kind of just told her I was going to use this. And she, she was very on board with it. So um, yeah, she said she has um, 
about the driving stuff. It was also written day two at mm-hmm. Shangri-La, which is the studio they were in in Malibu. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of the earlier songs written. Um, uh, it establishes that vulnerability is the way to a great friendship, apparently. Um, and also they said, I know you're scared, but I'm just going to tell you the truth feels Mm -hmm. like Malibu and when he wrote it he knew it was going to be track one Mm -hmm. so feels like Malibu I feel like it's just like it's got I mean golden it's got to be like Mm -hmm. you know just like you just get that feeling of like sunset and beauty yeah over the Pacific Ocean maybe yeah 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 so what is what is your do you have thoughts about what you think the song's gonna sound like um I feel like it's going to be well now I need to go back and listen to that clip but right I feel like it's just maybe just it's about happiness and that like good golden feeling when everything just Mm -hmm. feels like it's falling into place and you're just kind of cruising maybe this sort of same feel that um what a feeling gives you I don't know (gasps) like such a relaxed vibe funny that you say that because really why yes because when I listened to this song, when I heard that clip in the trailer, the uh-huh. first thing that came to my mind was Flashdance, the song called What a Feeling. <gasps> Are you but it serious? Yes. But That's it doesn't so sound bizarre. like One Direction's What a Feeling. Right. Oh, my gosh. It has a what completely a different sound to it, but it sounds wow. like that song. <laughs> wow. That's so weird. <laughs> that is really weird. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Golden's just got to be about that. It's got it. Because mm-hmm. he put it as the first song. It's like a right. happy song, clearly based on everything they said about it. It's a driving song. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, like a free feeling song. I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, like I just said, when I heard that clip, the first thing that came to my mind was Flashdance. I was like, oh my God, this totally sounds like Flashdance. So Flashdance is a movie from the 80s. Jennifer Beals, she's a stripper by night, steel worker by day. Um, pretty iconic film and um, the like breakout song of the of the movie is What a Feeling um, and I just feel like this sounds like that it has the mm-hmm. same kind of like roaming piano and like build I mean the very brief part we heard um, but I do feel like originally before I had heard in the Zane Lowe interview I wrote that it sounded like it had more confusion or sadness because I feel like the chords sound more suspenseful like Mm -hmm. the song sounds kind of like full of tension Mm -hmm. the little bit I heard whereas like Flashdance what a feeling is like more like celebratory motivational but now that I've heard this stuff from Zane the Zane Lowe interview I'm thinking maybe the suspense is more like the risk of being vulnerable Mm. um so maybe it's like the tension like suspense of like opening yourself up yeah um I feel like it's either gonna have like a big chorus um or like a a, a la, la 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 like some kind of humming mm-hmm. bit. Um, yeah, it's got to have a good chorus to sing along to. Mm-hmm. It could just be golden repeated. Harry loves doing yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But if you're singing in a car, there's got to be a good chorus. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, especially because he knew it was the opening of the album. Like mm-hmm. to write it and then know that immediately. Hmm. And, and in the interview with Zane, he said he often has the first song and the last song and the rest have to yeah. sort of fill in. Yeah, that's right. 
I find it interesting that he decided on this one to go with like sort of sections rather than uh-huh. kind of often artists will like mix up so that you t- go you go on like an up and down sort of roller coaster journey throughout right. the album but this one definitely has groupings of songs based on like themes Seems like it yeah or, like, yeah sounds. his first album was definitely a mixture yeah um started with meet me in the hallway and ended with from the dining table which are both quite intense yeah yeah um do you have anything else about golden no okay so Except that it's also a Zane song. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about that on last episode? I don't know. Maybe so Harry has used not one, but two <laughs> Zane titles on this album. Wow. He has Golden and She, which are both Zane songs. So um, there you go. Just interesting. Um, okay. Watermelon Sugar is track two. Obviously, we've heard it. Track three is Adore You. It is three minutes and 27 seconds long. And what are your feelings about Adore You? We didn't get any information about it from the Zane Lowe interview. Uh, I, Maggie has one of the last tracks written, apparently. Oh, that's right. Um, but yeah, besides that, we didn't have really anything, except that it could be the next single based on the whole Aroda uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <Arota> situation. <laughs> um, but I guess like the title Adore You doesn't like stand out right away to me. Like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be one that I'd be attracted to immediately, mm. um, but I like its placement on here, and it makes me think it's going to be, like, maybe, like, a sexy song that's, like, you know, adoring someone um, and, like, just being totally head over heels for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know. I feel like it's got to be a love song, but I just... I, I feel like we, mm-hmm. I also got the vibe based on exactly what Zane Lowe said was right. that this is a breakup album is what mm-hmm. he said. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if side A is sort of apart from that because right. things like Watermelon Sugar and Lights Up don't feel breakup album-y at all to me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this is like the, you know, the Stevie part of the album, right. sort of the self-discovery part. Yeah. I don't I don't really know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, well, I feel like I feel like some stuff like like watermelon sugar, like songs like that. Like I feel like those could still be part of a breakup album because it could be like the good parts of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I think that can kind of still count. Although I do feel like lights up is not about a relationship. I think that's. I mean, we've already talked about it. Yeah. Um. So my current feelings about adore you, and I again, I'm just like totally pulling this out of thin air. You know, like. This could come out and be totally not at all what I'm going to say. That's the point but... of this, though. The point is to be wrong. <laughs> it's going to be really funny to, like, go back and, like, look at our um, quote-unquote predictions. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my <laughs> my current idea is that Adore You is Eroda and that this whole Eroda thing is a promo for Adore You. So mm-hmm. given that, I think it's going to have a tinge of darkness there's going to be an undercurrent mm. of danger, um, which is kind mm. of what Eroda has. It's kind of like that cult vibe, but the, it's like kind of silly and like, oh, you're on vacation, you're on the sea. But then mm-hmm. there's also like weird, like scary stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like a totally psychedelic, like pop rock song. I want it to be weird. I want it to be dancey. I want it to be sexy. Oh, like, as you're druggy. saying that, I'm like starting to hear this such a weird song in my head. <laughs> I hear like adore you, adore you, adore you, adore you. Oh my god! 
ready what if you're for like, it. What if you're like spot on when we actually hear the song? <laughs> I just like, we know that like Harry like did some psychedelics during this album. I feel like this is probably could be a song that that has that element to it. Mm-hmm. I want it to be like, yeah, I just want it to be like totally like psychedelic, mm-hmm. weird, like fun, like sexy song. Yeah. Oh, that would so, be so great. I'm I'm like thoughts. so excited that this album is like the plugged in version of Harry's last album. Like I loved Harry's mm. last album, but like there seems to be some sort of electricity running through some of these songs and yes. it really like there's that. it leaves a lot of like things up in the air for what it's going to sound like and what's to come uh-huh. and you know how far he'll go with that. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, watch Adore You be like a quiet piano song. <laughs> no um so track four is lights up we already got that one obviously and now we're moving on to side b which is four tracks that we have not heard at all yet um the first one is cherry um it is four minutes and 19 seconds long and this one we got arguably the most information from the zane review about um a couple of things that Harry said about the song and that Zane said about the song is that there's a clip in the song of a voicemail that Harry's ex-girlfriend left him. So like they put her actual voice in the song. He did ask her permission to use it and she said she was cool with it. Um, So that is going to be just like so interesting to hear. It's crazy how different this round is for Harry. Like Mm -hmm. he's so um, someone who likes to keep things so um close to his chest and like not give specifics um but the fact that he's literally putting her actual voice and it's like a real voicemail she actually left him into this song yeah. is just so different from so his personal last album. um yeah what else did he what else did do you have in your notes about um the stuff they talked about for this song i know there's a lot so it's definitely like a sad breakup song um he was not feeling great and he was quite sad when he wrote it Mm -hmm. um he wrote it when he realized he can make whatever songs he wants to make right now it's mellow it's a breakup song that cuts to the chase it's about losing someone to someone else so i feel like it's a song about knowing like your partner is falling in love with someone else or like the Mm -hmm. end of a breakup where i don't know Mm -hmm. um he said it feels pathetic and petty which yeah. I feel like Harry loves to write songs about feeling petty. <laughs> like, he he's talked about that feeling before. <laughs> like, I feel like he talked about it in From the Dining Table a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, um, Zane said, yeah. Um, I, re- I had written this down from the interview. He said, there's a real imagery in the song of losing someone to someone else. And there still being that remnant of your relationship. He mm-hmm. said it's right at the core of heartbreak. Um, quite, quite specific in referencing the relationship you've been in. Um, And Harry said, I don't like to explain songs or explain the meaning behind them, but this record is so much more open. It tells you what it is. Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. I love that. mm -hmm. Or he was talking about this song specifically. Like, it tells you what it is. Like, I don't need to explain it because you'll understand it when you hear it. So thank God he's not writing about um, virginity because I was very scared about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could still, that could still be part of it. I guess it could. I guess it could. <laughs> but, there yeah, was a funny I... part in the interview um, where Harry was talking about um, in One Direction Days, like when he was realizing that like people were going to 
like people were talking about him him being like a like a sex symbol or whatever and he had this fear of like of like what what if people find out that i'm like having sex like are I people know. gonna know like, uh, that was so sad like, yeah i don't know but also funny like on the self-reflection of it but right it's sad that they like i don't know yeah they were so they felt like they couldn't say that i think even now i mean have you seen some of the reaction people have had to specifically this song no because like, i haven't there's been online no wonder oh well is there oh been a bad God. reaction people are butt hurt over the fact that harry's what? ex-girlfriend is at the end of this song oh i can they see are, that like, canceling they're canceling the song people are saying oh. like it's just so silly yeah like i'm sorry harry like dates people and has and sex is a real person <laughs> is a real person with feelings and breaks up with people like wow there's yeah. no need like that's and we're freaking just lucky to hear his art from it so like everyone right. needs to calm down yeah Ooh. yeah so i don't yeah, miss but... that from being off uh, twitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's, it's something that's when um, when things like this happen you really realize who you need to start unfollowing <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> Uh, but I'm I'm excited for this one just because like it was talked about so much. Yeah. On um, so it must be a pretty standout song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Zane was talking about, it, he was like, "That song is crazy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited. What does that mean? Yeah. So my current feelings are like because Zane talked about that. Like he mentioned a few times the imagery of this song, like that's so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said like the remnant, um, and we know it's called cherry. So I was thinking like, I mean, maybe the title has nothing to do with it, but I was thinking it could be something like this girl like left, um, like cherries in the fridge or like left her cherry lip gloss behind, mm. or like maybe she loved eating cherries and she left like <gasps> maybe he puts on her cherry lip gloss because he mm-hmm. misses the taste of her. <laughs> maybe (laughs) maybe it's actually um a cover of Katy perry's i kissed a girl (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that would be amazing um but yeah i feel like it could be like i mean i think that's gonna be talk because he talks about like the the remnant of like something Mm -hmm. being being left behind so maybe it's something chair related like maybe it's not um but yeah and as far as the sound of it oops um I don't really know it's really hard to like invent what these songs could sound like because obviously we're just (laughs) making (laughs) (laughs) but um I don't know I think it's gonna be sad but not I don't think it's gonna be like bitter or like bad but he said pathetic and petty. Like, I'm feeling some sort yeah, of woman, I don't know that woman vibe on here. I don't know that he said pathetic and petty about this song in particular. I think he was talking more mm-hmm. broadly about oh, okay. feelings. Because especially, like, the fact that he, like, put her actual voice in and, like, let her listen to it and she, like, okayed it. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. he would have, like, written, uh, like, more, like, bitter or petty song and then wanted to put her voice. I don't know. Well, I guess because I'm thinking, like, it's about him losing someone to someone else who he's still right. in love with, and he's kind of, like, jealous and, like, mad about mm-hmm. it. And yeah. he's like, like, I 
I wish she was still mine and I'm kind of right. jealous even though we're not together that she's falling yeah. in love with this other person right. and I don't know yeah yeah I, I could be like... I hope there's not a woman 2.0 on this <laughs> I really don't like the a lot of the stuff that like we found out through that song discussion um oh, yeah it's interesting though because um I remember Jeff Basker was like someone who was in, really involved with that song woman and he like talked about pushing Harry to like be more edgy and like make it more mm-hmm. like ed- uh, you know I guess edgy um and like talking about Bukowski and stuff um and he's not actually on this album as much it doesn't seem um mm-hmm. he is a writer on she which is interesting oh no because <laughs> I feel like that could be the woman 2.0 especially if oh, Jeff Basker's no. on it um, I also could be making unfair assumptions about Jeff Basker because I don't know his other work. I just remember mm-hmm. those quotes from him about Bukowski yeah. and woman, and I didn't like them. Yeah. Um, but Thomas Hull, who is um, Kid Harpoon, wrote a lot on this album and worked really closely mm-hmm. with Harry, and I love his stuff that he's done with Harry. He did Sweet Creature with Harry. Um, so that makes me excited for the overall album that um, mm-hmm. Thomas Hull was like heavily involved. Yeah, the songwriting credits came out, and it looks like yes. Harry wrote a lot with Mitch as well. Mitch is yes. on, like, almost every single song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so. <clears throat> um, do I think more... there was one female songwriter mentioned once. So. Yeah, I only skimmed it. I didn't, um, I didn't read through everything. Mm-hmm. Do you have more thoughts about Cherry predictions or? I just feel like it'll be like a slow, sexy, sad song. Because like Cherry's yeah. a very sexy image. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, but it also is sad at the same time. Yeah. The song. Yeah, definitely. And it's got to be powerful because it opens side B mm-hmm. and they talked about it a lot. So I feel like mm-hmm. this is definitely a song to watch. Yeah, I agree. I hope it like croons sad, like cries mm. almost. Like I hope it cries to me. I don't yes. know. Yes. Me too. Um, next we have track six, which is Falling. It is four minutes long. Um, Zane Lowe has described it as mellow. And when they were talking about this song, Harry said, was talking about how writing this album, he was thinking the times he was the happiest were the happiest he's ever felt and the times he was the saddest or the times he felt low was the lowest he ever felt. Um, Specifically in reference to this song, he said it's like feeling yourself falling back into one of those moments. Um, One of the lyrics, I guess, is what am I now? Am I someone I want around? Um, He said he was just thinking like, what am I doing? Um, He said starting to feel threads of where I could see my who I who I could see myself becoming oh sorry starting to feel threads of where I could see myself becoming someone I don't didn't want to be but he also said what's nice is you get to write a song about it and let it go (laughs) that is nice Mm -hmm. yeah Zane said there was like um elements of of guilt being too drunk Mm. wandering hands yeah um, and this was the one where he, they wrote it in 20 minutes. He, Harry was going to, um, I'm doing this off of memory, so interrupt me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Harry was going to a dinner, being picked up, and he got out of the shower, and he was in a towel. And Thomas Hull, who we just talked about, was on the piano, and Harry came over to him, and they wrote the song in 20 minutes. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> it was also described as a standout track. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Zane said that people were going to really connect to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also Maggie has... Oh, yeah, when they were... When Harry was talking about how um, Thomas Hall was playing the piano, he he was, like, imitating the piano. Uh, Ah. But you hit on everything else. Good memory. Okay. Thank you. I just listened to it before we started recording, so. Ah. It's fresh in there. (laughs) 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 Do you have predictions about this song? Um, I feel like it's going to be a really sad song. Mm Mm-hmm. About, like... I don't know when you just kind of like it's that moment again where we've seen in in um, lights up where you're kind of just like looking in the mirror like questioning Mm -hmm. yourself like kind of confused at to who you are and you're in this sort of deep depression and yeah I mean if it's the saddest he's ever felt in his life Mm -hmm. then it's it feels like this is that moment the falling you just you're falling and you just kind of lost yeah I agree I think my feelings are that this is going to be like a piano ballad and I think it's going to be like mm. the sad, sad song on the album. I think it's going to be yeah. like the national level. It feels like it's going to be the saddest. Sad. Yeah. Have you ever listened to the national? No. They write some sad ass songs. Really? Um, I was just listening. They have a newer song out today that I love. Um, but they, they, the song, some of the songs they write are just like, like too sad but I feel like out of all the songs in the album like this probably is gonna be like the real sad one mm-hmm. um yeah I imagine so <clears throat> yeah um all right should we do the next one yes so track seven is called to be so lonely it is three minutes and 12 seconds and we did not get any information about this in the interview um, my predictions are that it's going to be the country-esque song on the yes. album. Um, Lonely Rose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of, there's this song called That's How You Learn to Live Alone. I don't actually remember who wrote it. I know Mary um, Gaucher, um does it, and then it was also featured in the TV show Nashville. Um, mm. But it's like, it's like a piano-y, like, country song. It's sad, obviously. That's how you learn to live alone. Um, but it has a quality that's, like, kind of sing-along-y and, like, you don't listen to it and feel like you want to cry. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. But it's, like, I feel like falling is going to be, like, the dark sadness and to be yeah. so lonely is going to be more of, like, a comforting country-ish sadness, mm-hmm. um, which, again, is just totally made up out of thin air so (laughs) (laughs) but I kind of agree with you I feel like falling is like a larger take on like depression and really deeply sad feelings Mm -hmm. whereas to be so lonely could be like romantically lonely where like not it's not so deeply dark it's more yes a lighter dark still sad but (laughs) I don't know Mm mm-hmm I don't know. That's made up too, though. I like the country. I mean, to be so lovely, to be so lonely definitely has like, it's an interesting um, wording where it feels like it could be country. Mm-hmm. Like, to be so lonely. Right. I don't know. Like, uh-huh. it sounds like it would be, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, totally. 
Ugh, I love that we're on the same page on so many of these. I wonder I if it's like because we're on the right track or if it's just because you and me have like a similar like way of thinking, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like the sides definitely give us some sort of vibe. Yeah. And like hearing that falling is so is like the sad song. You'd think the other songs aren't as sad as that song. Right. You That's know? true. Yeah. And the country thing, I just I just stole from you because I like that <laughs> idea. <laughs> but I definitely feel like the wording fits the country, so yeah, like I need ghosts. another two ghosts. Yeah, yeah, Thanks. yeah. Because two ghosts is like is very sad, but it's sad in kind of a sweet, comforting way. Like you want to yeah. sing it and like slow dance yeah. to it. Like, yeah. like that's one of the best on the album. Mm-hmm. And Harry does country vibes very well. Girl crush, like come on. Yeah. All right, so next we have – are you there? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Next we have track eight, which is called She. It is six minutes and three seconds long. Whew. Um, did we get anything from this about this? No, nothing. Okay. So my fear is that it's going to be Woman 2.0. It's going to mm. be a six-minute um, just jealous, jealousy and bitterness. Mm-hmm. But – I hope it's not. And <laughs> I mean, I, I, think it could, I think it could like be je- have jealousy and bitterness and like still be a good song. Yeah. Um, I think because it's six minutes long, it's on this kind of sad side. It's a breakup album. Obviously, he's talking about this very specific girl he dated. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this song could be like um, the more experimental song on the album. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that similarity to. Um, to woman wouldn't bother me woman wasn't super experimental but it did have like um that like musical bit where it kind of like goes on and on and they're just doing Mm -hmm. like that duck noise (laughs) i love the music on woman yeah so i feel like it could have that kind of vibe where it's like because it's so long like there could be some like experimental stuff in there um Mm -hmm. but yeah i couldn't really think much more about about it because I'm yeah she doesn't give you a lot I don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah did you have anything else I don't really know it's gonna be probably slower sad it seems like it's part of the breakup theme again Mm -hmm. um and it seems like he's gonna be singing about the woman he loved that's no longer with him yeah I don't I don't really know or maybe he'll Maybe this is talking about all the good aspects of her that he misses or. Right. Yeah. I, I don't really know. Cause like, how would you close out this section? We've got Cherry, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of they're falling apart. Then he goes into this big depression with falling and then he's mm-hmm. just kind of lonely and looking for another love. Maybe she's like coming out of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's yeah. got to be like some sort of storyline within each of these sides as well. Right. Or at least for this one, maybe. Yeah. I was really laughing because when people were doing like the predictions of the song titles, us included, um, we're like, boy, man, him. <laughs> and then Harry's like, she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joke's on you. I was laughing. Um, all right. Anything else about she or side B? Um, I'm just interested because it's long. So it'll be yeah. one to, to watch. Yeah, definitely. All right, so next we're at side C, um, and this side we have 
Sunflower Volume 6, Canyon Moon, and Treat People with Kindness. And me and Caitlin both both seem to think this is going to be the more hippie-ish, maybe folksier side of the album. Mm. Um, I have some overall thoughts. So I feel like um, we have very little information about these three songs. So I'm thinking I want like one of them. So one of them is going to have a string quartet, I'm assuming, Mm. because in Rolling Stone, (laughs) Harry talked about recording a string quartet. Mm -hmm. Um for a song. Um, he said he wanted it to sound like, um, I think it was Cosmic Dancer by T-Rex vibes, Ooh, yeah. which is like a 70s song that has like a string quartet in it. I guess the string quartet could be on side A or side B, but I feel like if it was going for the Cosmic Dancer sound, it would probably be on this kind of more hippie, folksy side. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think one of these songs is going to have a string quartet. Um, I think I want one of them to be like, um, a sweet, like, song, like, Sweet Creature-esque, kind of mm-hmm. folksy. And then I feel like it would be cool to have one of them be more, like, bluesy, like, jazzy, because he's gotten into jazz on yes. this whole album cycle. So those are my overall thoughts about these three songs. But specifically, the first one we have is track nine, and it is Sunflower Volume 6. It's three minutes and 42 seconds. Um, what are your predictions about sunflower volume six um i'm very curious about this title um Mm -hmm. because where are volumes one through five were they trials were they (laughs) different songs you went through is this Uh random or were there other volumes like Mm -hmm. i don't know um also the songs on this section sort of average a shorter yeah shorter than it's like side a are all pretty short side c are all like medium short side b are definitely average long longer songs Mm -hmm. um which makes sense if they're like the slow sad ballads right um so it's interesting to look at the song links um but sunflowers are one of my favorite flowers so Mm -hmm. i'm or my favorite flower period Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so i'm really excited about this i hope this is like i don't know it's a like him turning his face towards the sun or something Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's like it definitely feels like it could be that sort of um, folksy vibe given the titles of all three of these yeah um, it doesn't seem like these would be related to that breakup album but maybe they are I mean Zane mm-hmm. wouldn't call this a breakup album unless it's like on more than but maybe those four songs on side B really stood out so much that it felt like right. a breakup album all the way through yeah um but I'm not, I'm not really sure because Sunflower Volume 6 and Canyon Moon mm-hmm. don't scream break up to me and neither does Treat People with Kindness. I don't think that, I mean, pretty much guaranteed it's not about a breakup. Yeah. Maybe maybe so. his girlfriend dumped him in a mean way and he was like, hey, treat people with kindness. <laughs> and that's where that whole phrase maybe. came from. <laughs> that's very much a possibility. <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't, I really don't know what Sunflower could be about, but... I have high hopes because it's my favorite flower. And I hope some mm-hmm. sort of fan merch comes out of it where there's sunflower drawings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I can definitely see this being like more of a sweet love song. I think, um, again, kind of what I said about Watermelon Sugar, like if this is like a, a breakup album, I think it could still have love songs that could be more like mm-hmm. reminiscing on the beginning of the relationship 
um, or like a closure kind of angle. Um, right. Especially if it's volume six, maybe the other ones were about right. like the actual relationship. Yeah. I do feel like Sunflower volume six could also be a sad song. Um, mm. There's something about it that I feel like could have, could be a sad song. Um hmm I think the volume six part, I don't know, there's something about it that makes me think it could could definitely have some sadness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely going to be more on the lighter side. We know that Harry played dulcimer on this record, so I feel like this would be the section where the mm-hmm. dulcimer might be, might shine. Yeah. Um, maybe this is the more Joni Mitchell um, influenced part of the album. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really curious about this one. I mean, I'm curious yes. about all of them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but like, are we going to get the word sunflower in the song? Are we going to get, are we ever going to know what volume six means? Maybe he'll sing volume six in the right. song. Or maybe that's maybe just like later. a, like a kind of aesthetic choice, you know? Yeah. I just thought it would sound cool. Maybe because the song sunflower Mm -hmm. the sunflower or whatever however it goes was really Mm -hmm. popular and you didn't want to pick the same name maybe yeah i don't know yeah um i feel like the string quartet could be on this song but i feel like it could be on any song too so yeah um okay so do we know it's only on one song or could it be on multiple oh no it could be on many songs yeah we don't know Hmm. um yeah it's probably gonna be on more than one I, I hope so. I love a string quartet. Maybe. And I want more I want more horns. Yes. I have loved the horns on the first section. Me too. Oh god. I'd me love too. to see yeah. him bringing back on side Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Well he talked about in the Rolling Stones article how he was like getting into Bill Evans, um, who's a jazz guy and like just listening to more jazz in general. Um, Watermelon Sugar had like such like a funk sound to it. Um, mm-hmm. so I think he's definitely like exploring those kind of like funk jazz blues sounds more um so i'd love to hear that with like the horns um mm-hmm. on his album somewhere so the next track is track 10 and it's called canyon moon um and it's three minutes and 10 seconds um zane Lowe did mention that talk about the song a little bit he said um he was talking about the other songs he said well cherry fine line and falling are more mellow he said and then you have canyon moon which is reflecting and reminiscing on a simpler time so that kind of leads us to believe that it's going to be a little lighter maybe more upbeat Mm -hmm. um maybe faster i don't know um i'm really excited for this one and yeah what are your thoughts um i guess canyon moon makes me think he's like out in the Grand Canyon or out in the desert mm. and like watching the moon rise or something with someone. Yeah. Um, and maybe just like, especially like reminiscing on simpler times, like mm-hmm. maybe just kind of, you know, being in nature and mm-hmm. like sort of forgetting about all the chaos of life and just like taking a breath. Right. Um, this one definitely has the hippiest title I've ever heard. Canyon moon. I mean, yes, <laughs> but also like sunflower volume six. I mean, true. This whole section. And treat people with kindness, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, like, it's a vi- I wouldn't expect Harry to have gone with Canyon Moon. Like, it makes me think yeah, of something I would have thought of, like, middle school 
like as a middle school girl like I would have uh-huh. been like canyon moon like I love like can like I don't know I, it's just such an right. like I don't know I would have written a poem with this in it or something mm-hmm. but I'm excited for it like I'm excited to have this like maybe naturey like I don't know yeah I hope it's about like nature or something well I was wondering if it's gonna be more canyon moon like you're out in nature like at the Grand Canyon or in a canyon or if it's gonna be Laurel Canyon what's that um Laurel Canyon's like an area of LA um I think it's like near I think it's like in the Hollywood Hills Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a big, like, mu- it was like a big music place, like in the sixties and seventies, oh, um, cool. like Laurel Canyon. Um, there's a movie. Um, so I feel like that could, um, definitely be yeah the topic as well. Like about Laurel Canyon and like, you know, that area of LA and like, mm-hmm. I think, that, I think it could be. Yeah. Especially if it's reminiscing on simpler times and it's like about sixties mm-hmm. and seventies or something. Yeah. Yeah. And Harry talked about being in LA a lot um, um, in Rolling Stone and in the Zane Lowe interview. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, if that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I first heard the title, I was thinking more of like nature, Canyon Moon. But then yeah. well, as I started to kind of go through these and I watched the Zane Lowe interview, I was like, oh, like I bet it's Laurel Canyon. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, next we have track 11, which is inexplicably titled Treat People with Kindness. <laughs> I just it's, don't know. It's three minutes and 17 seconds long. It was really funny in the Zane Lowe interview. At one point, Harry was listing tracks and he said he was like, Canyon Moon, Treat People, Fine Line. Like he, he referenced it as Treat People. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have no, absolutely no clue what this song could be. Like, is he going to sing <laughs> the words treat people with kindness? I don't know. I'm like, is it going to be cheesy? Yeah. The only thing Apparently I can... Apparently was one of the last songs written. Right. Um, I had a thought of like, what if it was an instrumental track? Oh. I feel like people would be really upset at Harry yeah. putting out an instrument, instrumental track. And I don't think he will. But I do think it would be mm-hmm. really cool if it was, like, instrumental and, like, lots of, like, layered guitars, like, lullaby-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, I think cool. it could be really beautiful, but I don't think he would do that. And I think people would be mad. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be, like, instrumental slash him just singing the words, treat people with kindness and, like, not anything else. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I, or it's, like, a total I'm kumbaya like- song. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I mean, it's on the hippie side, so uh-huh. like I really can't imagine. No, like I'm I'm a little nervous about this one because if he's trying to make some sort of political statement or like <laughs> some sort of statement, like he has to tread very carefully in the way he says things. Uh-huh. So I don't know what sort of message this is. Yeah, but. Yeah, I I like the song um, What Do I Know by Ed Sheeran, which has that kind of sort of hippie vibe, like, um, do you know that one? No. Um, It's like, I don't know. It's a a good song. I really like it. It's about, like, changing the world by playing music and singing Mm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could see something like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Um, in the Zane Lowe interview at the end, they talked. I keep saying Zane Lowe because I feel like if I just say Zane, it's going to be confusing, <laughs> you know. Um, yes. They talked about Harry's, Harry's family at the end, specifically his mom. And Harry kind of just talked about how his mom is just like the kindest woman he knows and how she's just like so incredible and amazing. And mm-hmm. so I was like, maybe it's like, and he also talked about, um, cause I think Zane asked like, what, like, if, is there like one like standout thing that like she said to you or like words of wisdom. And Harry talked about how she's like, it's more about her actions than her words mm-hmm. and like just kind of watching her and how kind she is and like the way she like moves through the world. Um, has like been more impactful for him so I kind of Mm -hmm. felt like maybe it could be something about that like a song like kind of about his mom like maybe this is something she said to him or like or like a kind of not what where am I looking for idea she's like instilled in him yeah um so maybe like the song actually doesn't have those lines in it but maybe it's more a song about like his family or something um I don't know uh... That's all I can think of. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. I loved hearing Harry talk about his mom. She yeah. honestly seems like just like an incredible woman. Right. Yeah. And obviously uh, his, his. I wonder like. What? Obviously his treat people with kindness is like from her. Like. Yeah. Based on him kind of watching her as he as he grew up and seeing how she mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um. I wonder if it'll be, like, snapshots on, like, kind acts or, like, mm. I don't know, like, in-depth snap. I mean, it's not really his songwriting style, but I think it would right. be cool. Yeah. Uh-uh. I don't know. Yeah. Um, when we did the asterisk guess guessing game, um, I said that I wanted there to be a Christmas song on this album. Mm-hmm. So if there was, if one of these songs was going to be a Christmas song, which it's not. But if, if it was, what one do you think it would be? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> maybe Look. it would be Canyon Moon, and maybe they're, like, driving in a canyon in winter. I mean, River was the Christmas song on Joni Mitchell's, so yeah. it fits that theme. Yeah. I feel like Canyon Moon. Yeah. It could be Treat People with Kindness, but I feel like he wants that to be, like, a song that fits for mm-hmm many a time yeah and it can't be golden which i would also guess but that's the start right. of the album yeah. so yeah mm. yeah i feel like canyon moon's a good contender <laughs> for the christmas song <laughs> all right so we're at the last track now um side d which only has one track track 12 fine line which is six minutes and 18 seconds long oh baby um, Zane Lowe described the song as one of the mellow ones, but he said that it was very powerful, powerful song. I think he said it was one of his favorite, if not his favorite song, like of the year or something. He he was mm-hmm. saying the praises of this song. So um, I have no idea what this song could sound like sonically. I feel like it could be similar to Sign of the Times because um, Sign of the mm-hmm. Times kind of has, it's long, obviously, it is more mellow. It's like epic kind of quality to it um, yeah. and has like a broader meaning. Um, although I feel like fine line has to be more specific. Um, mm-hmm. Sign of the times, like meaning wise, I think was quite vague. Harry described it as a woman is giving birth and 
it's the end of the world and she has to, to choose I don't know I don't really remember <laughs> what to say to her maybe yeah I love Terry's story for that me too but I think this one's gonna be more personal personal yeah. and more specific um I'm kind of scared to hear it me too yeah um Harry said that when he wrote this one, he knew it was going to be the last track on the album. Right. Um, but yet he didn't know it was going to be the title of the album at that point. Right. Which is interesting. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't know what it's going to be about. I hope it's about something about like, f- like similar to lights up, like freedom and identity and fine line between like masculinity and femininity mm-hmm. and all those sort of self-expression themes like Mm -hmm. i would love a song like that i definitely feel like it's going to be this big old like ballad with big musical numbers in it and Mm -hmm. singing riffs and i mean even just like fine line fine line there's like so much you could do with that like Mm -hmm. because it sounds so good yeah the rhyme in the word in the title it already rhymes so I don't know. I, this is it's it's annoying because this is going to be the last song I end up listening to. So right. I'm really going to have to wait. Yeah. Um, and like shut off Twitter so I don't. Get I can't spoiled. believe how soon we're getting this album. I know. It's one, two. It's wild. Less than three weeks. And we have a Liam album in there <laughs> before that. You know, I don't understand what is happening. His album is coming out in two weeks and they're doing nothing. He did some video where he was like cooking food with his team, singing his, this, this let it snow cover he did, which is like cute. Great. But like, they didn't even talk about the album. (laughs) What is going on? It's very confusing. Anyways, back to Harry. Just. (laughs) Are you going to listen to this album over a period of a few days? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're going to have this album in your hands and you're not going to listen to Fine Line? Correct. Oh so God. probably what I'll do is it'll come out at midnight Eastern time probably. You'll have to like get, get rid of your phone and like shut yourself away in some kind of hut. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll probably listen to maybe Golden mm-hmm. on Thursday night. Okay. But even then, if I'm too tired, I won't want to ruin the listening. Uh-huh. Um, and then Friday, maybe I'll like, I don't know. Cause watermelon sugar and lights up. I've already heard. I could do like right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday for fine line. Wow. Yeah. Like slide A, B, C, and D right. for the different days. I don't know. I really like spreading them out Yeah. and like listening on repeat and then just like mm. listening to the four songs on repeat and then listening to oh, the eight songs yeah. on repeat. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that would be really fun to do, but I just, there's not, I love, there's something I love so much about just listening to a full album for the first time. Yeah. But that's also a good way to do it. That's hard. It's hard to know. I think I'll probably, it's, it's, I'll probably yeah. do it that way. Especially because the thing I miss out on is not seeing all the fan reaction and stuff because right. you really have to stay off Twitter because yeah. um, lyrics go up so quickly on like art and uh-huh. Like, people tweeting them and all that type of stuff, so. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know how people on Twitter do the thing of, like, I'm claiming this song? Yes. <laughs> so, um, excluding 
Watermelon Sugar and Lights Up, because we've already heard them. What of these songs will you claim right now? Ooh. With very little um, <laughs> With very little information, I am going to claim... Uh, I'm going to claim Fine Line. Okay. Because Sign of the Times was one of my favorite songs from the last album. Potentially my favorite, but right. I don't know. And hamada 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 hamada. I don't know. I sunflower is my favorite flower, uh, favorite flower, but I don't know if this song will just be kind of lighthearted mm-hmm. and not have that like bam bam right, like in the gut. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fine line for now, mm-hmm. but I'm also excited about like cherry, sunflower, mm-hmm. and golden. Mm-hmm. So those are those are mine. Okay. Okay. I feel like my first like gut reaction was like cherry and canyon yeah. moon. Ooh, um, I totally see you as a canyon moon. <laughs> yeah, I mean canyon moon obviously just purely on the title, based on nothing yeah. else. Cherry yeah. also kind of purely based on the title, but then also even with the more information we got, I feel like mm-hmm. I could love this one. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose one right now, I'd probably choose canyon moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah to see mm-hmm. if any other person like heard us talking about this who wasn't in like <laughs> fandom or music culture they'd think we were like wackadoodle if someone wasn't like deep in fandom culture like you should yeah. be deep in <laughs> you really do culture to like appreciate what we're talking about <laughs> seriously <right now. laughs> like who would understand the joy of guessing songs like what they'll sound like yeah based on titles alone I know. or like guessing what songs would be based on asterisks alone <laughs> like yeah. it, we just spent like an hour and 50 minutes doing I know. this it's so fun it is but this it's is totally like favorite stuff i mean i've been seeing people when i was on twitter like briefly i've like everyone else was doing the same thing and like yeah. i forget who it was but someone someone had said when we got the title um i mean the track list um that like they can't wait for us to to discuss what we think each song is gonna sound yes. like. Yes, <laughs> I hope we did it justice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely let us know if you guys um, have listened to this and you have your own ideas about the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to hear your theories. Um, love it for sure. You can um, you can tweet us at talk underscore direction. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts. Um, okay, anything else about I don't think so. Songs? Okay. Um, do you have a recommendation? Nope. Okay. Um, do you? Well, um, I feel like have, taking a social media break, I know I talked about this already, but I would definitely recommend it a couple days. I think it, it's good for the soul, good for the brain mostly. Um, I think I'm going to get back tomorrow. I think I'm going to, like, re-download everything tomorrow. Um, and I'm excited to see everything that I've missed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely recommend doing that if you haven't before. Um, and then, um, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, thank you for listening to episode 199 of Talk Direction. You can find us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Tumblr at talkdirection.tumblr.com or Instagram at talkdirection. 
And you can follow us individually. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And Caitlin, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. You can rate and review and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud and most other places you get podcasts. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 200. Woo! Bye. Oh, wait. Bye. Make sure to check out our Patreon (laughs) if you want our fanfic book club. Um, Patreon.com slash talk direction. If you join for $5 a month, you will get to hear all four of our TDDLs that we do every month, including our fanfic book club. We're wrapping up a very long fic right now. Um which was just so much fun to delve into. And we're going to be doing a Christmas fic for December. So if that sounds fun to you, definitely check it out at patreon.com slash talk direction. Okay, now bye. Bye.